0: Guys, I do not have for you this morning a text per se. I have several of them. Um, That's what the bulletin means when it says selected. If you want to start with me, we're going to start in Exodus 12. But there's several other places that we're going to look as I tell you a story Um, And we're going to jump around, around those texts, and we're going to have to do so rather hurriedly. As you know, uh, on Communion Sundays, I try to keep my comments briefer so that we can enjoy the sacrament itself. So you stay with me as I tell you the story about four Passovers, okay? The first one is in Exodus chapter 12. You know about that one. I, I know you know, you may not know that you know, but you know. You know about the first Passover. You remember, Israel was in bondage to Egypt and was being, being treated cruelly and harshly by the Egyptians. And so God raises up Moses he says, Moses, I want you to go down there and get my people out of there. And so he goes down, meets with Pharaoh and Pharaoh says, no, no, no they're not going. And so there, then you get those plagues, you know, the fleas and the flies and the deaths and all that. It's just terrible stuff. But uh, Pharaoh still says, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going. So God says, one more. One more plague that I'm going to send. The instructions start in chapter 12 by telling Israel that I want you to go get a lamb. And it's in uh, verse 5. You get a lamb without blemish. And you take some of the blood of that lamb, and you paint it on your doorpost, and at midnight tonight, I'm going to pass by through the death angel, and everybody who's got blood on the doorpost will be safe, and those who don't will lose their firstborn. And so um, you will notice in Exodus chapter 12, uh, in verse 11, it says, it is the Lord's Passover. This is the first one. Uh, read on with me down in verse 13. Um, the, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Did you know that? That's where the name comes from. I will pass over you. And thus it is called the Passover. And that, of course, comes to pass. Uh, midnight, it, the Egyptians don't take heed. They lose their firstborn. And then they say to Israel, get out. Get out. So they leave. Israel leaves. Israel is then told that she is to take this sacrament, um, this ordinance called Passover, and to remember it forever. I want you to do it all the time. (laughs) Every year I want you to do this Passover. And so they are gone. They are are wrenched out of the clutches of their oppressors. And we're told in uh, verse 43, this is the statute of the Passover. That's the first Passover. There in Exodus chapter 12. You've heard about that one, I know. But the second one, I'm not sure you've heard much about. It's found in the book of Ezra. And Ezra is not exactly a book that we spend a whole lot of time in. Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms. So if you can find Ezra, let me tell you about that Passover that's found in the book of Ezra. Okay, you've heard about the first one. Here's the second one. Um, History has changed, of course. Uh, The Babylonians have sent their army in and they've crushed uh, crushed Israel and Jerusalem. And Israel has been dragged into captivity by the Babylonians and they're living in Babylon. Um, The Persian army then defeats the Babylonian army and a new king comes to rule and his name is Cyrus. And you will notice in chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, Cyrus is now the king and Cyrus says, I want you people to go back home. You're free to leave. Israel, you're free to go back Um, and uh, I want you to build the house to the Lord there. And so they go back. You'll notice in chapter three, they're under the leadership now of Zerubbabel and Jeshua and they, they build an altar and they resume sacrifices on that altar. But then comes chapter four and opposition arises to stop them. The people of the region don't want this going on, and so they try to stop this construction project on the, on the temple. So um, they, they write a letter to the king, who is now Darius, a new, new king. So Darius says, okay, stop the construction, and let me search the archives. They search the archives, and sure enough, they find that Cyrus had told them that they could do this, and so Darius writes back and says, you guys go right ahead and build that temple, and not only that, I'll pay for it. So they get to construction on this, on this, um, on this temple. And in chapter six, uh, verse 15, and this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar. The the temple is rebuilt. Now look at at verse 19 in chapter six. On the 14th day of the first month, the returned exiles kept the Passover. There's the second one. Guys, when they came out of Egypt for the first time, That was called the Exodus. You saw the movie. And then uh, when they came out of Babylon later, that's called Exodus number two. But associated with both of those is of course, the Passover. They came out of their cruel bondage, once to Egypt and secondly to Babylon. And they made an exodus. The word means the road out. Exodus. They went back and they marked those, t- those, those celebrations or that uh, victory um, with the Passover. Now, that brings us to a Passover in the New Testament. Now guys, you may not know this, but there are, the, the, there are three Passovers in the New Testament. Uh, they're in the Gospels. The one I want you to look at this morning is in Mark chapter 14. This takes place on the last night of Jesus's life. Uh, You know, he's about to be arrested, he's about to be betrayed, then arrested, and then tried, and then crucified. Um, And he calls the 12 together, they go to the upper room, and they observe the Passover. And on that night of their observance of the Passover, the unblemished lamb is not on the table. He's at the table. And Jesus uses that occasion to rework it, redesign it, that is the Passover, and give it to us in a different form. And the result of that reworking on the part of Jesus was this, the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper, which has its roots all the way back to Exodus 12, when God instituted this thing in the first place. Now that's the third Passover, and here's the final one. This is a statement that Paul makes in 1 Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. He says, For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Christ. Christ is our Passover lamb. And today, his sacrifice is commemorated, illustrated symbolized in a sacrament that we call the Lord's Supper. And ladies and gentlemen, today, the Paschal Lamb is no longer at the table. He's on the table. And when you pass those tables and pick up these elements, greet him. He's there. And if you participate in this sacrament in faith, he takes this sacramental act and he turns it into a means of grace. One final final thought, we'll move on. There was an exodus in chapter 12 from the cruel bondage of Egypt. There was another exodus in Ezra 1 where Israel left behind the cruel bondage of Babylon. And this morning, we celebrate a third Exodus. Ours. We've been set free, not from cruel bondage, we've been set free from sin. How? through the broken body and shed blood of our paschal lamb. Our Father, <clears throat> might your people flourish as they consider all over again the great and wonderful truths contained in this sacrament. Might they feed off of that which you began in Exodus 12 and is consummated and illustrated and enjoyed thousands of years later by us. And might we, we be reminded that our sin no longer can threaten us because of what Jesus Christ has accomplished on our behalf. Meet us here, O oh God. Meet us here, and nourish our souls for Jesus' sake. Amen.